welcome back to the Republic of Arsenal live yet again. And look, we got a, a, a very, very happy, smiley, happy, happy gunner here um, following North London Derby game. Excellent performance by uh, the team in red, the team repping North London, the, the pride and joy of North London, the gunners. You, you already knew. Not that... Not that we really needed to remind anyone, we already knew, but uh, we, we have a couple of guests here, uh, a couple of familiar faces. We needed a little bit of reminding, so uh, yes. yeah, lads, you know, I, I'm going to introduce us anyway, but I reckon everyone probably knows you, because uh, you've gone viral the last couple of nights, um, for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> I'd say. For all the wrong fucking reasons. chuckle brothers, eh? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this one even more than the last one. Um, but look, before we get into it, and before I introduce everybody, I will say, look, it, it was uh, it was it was great to have Pa and Johnny on the last show. And look, in fairness, there, there was a lot of smack talk. That's what you expect, you know. We're massive, massive rivals. And look, fair play to the lads. Look, they backed their team to the end. They they talked the talk. Unfortunately, our team couldn't walk the walk, but you know it is what it is, as uh, as our captain Aubameyang says. But uh, no, I will say, look, fair play to the lads. They did say, regardless of how the game went down, they would come back on. They haven't gone hiding. So look, massive respect, lads. You have come back, tail between the legs. Uh, I'd say the pride and the ego probably slightly damaged, but look, you're back. But look. Now that all the, the politeness and the niceties are out of the way, let the banter begin, lads. Here's Johnny. That was, that was beautiful, man. Very loud. You're some fucking bollocks, say, Anto. You're fucking Johnny, and next thing in a fucking terrible box, shine her thing. Yeah, fucking bollocks. Fuck me. Oh, you're oh. a sling of fucking piss altogether, you cunt. Brilliant. Fucking hell. Like, you know what, though? You know what? I, I think I was being kind to you there as well. I've been kind to you. Uh, I might have Very to play kind. that again at, at some stage. Uh, I, do you know what? I only I have to apologise for uh, for the people who do listen to this uh, audio only on Spotify. Unfortunately, you're, you're not going to see that intro. So uh, I do encourage you to come over to the YouTube channel and check that out because, uh, <laughs> yeah, judging by the reaction, it was brilliant. Yeah, it's worth checking out. So, yeah, look, big up. Sam is in the chat, and I'd say Sam is chomping at the bit to get his teeth stuck into the boys yeah. here tonight now. <laughs> as I'd say, a few people will be. But look, as I did say, look, fair play to the lads. They, they stuck to their word. They're not gone hiding. They are back. So uh, big respect. So, look, we're going to get cracking away into it. Just before we do, I want to introduce the panel here tonight. So, first of all, I want to uh, introduce... Really, really good friend of mine. It's Albert from Albert JTV. Massive gooner. Um, look, who else could I bring on after such a big, big win? Uh, such a historic victory in Arsenal's season. 
You know, the biggest, biggest result we've had all season. We've destroyed Spurs. What are you smoking, eh? What are you this, fucking this, smoking? This is, Arsenal, this is Arsenal some. turning the corner. This, this is our charge for top four now. It all started. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, look, look, maybe, maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, a little bit overexcited, but uh, no, oh, just I'll, a little, yeah, just a tad, <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> but, uh, Nine feet ten, like. So yeah, look, oh. thanks for coming along, anyway, Albert. <laughs> no, no, no worries, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to come on, um, particularly after a, a lovely win on on Sunday afternoon. There's a very, 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 very pleasurable Sunday night. Very much so. 100%. 100%. And, uh, yeah, the Chuckle Brothers, the hyenas down below. Uh, I'm going to introduce, first of all, the lifelong Spurs fan, Pat, who may be uh, reconsidering that that decision. So, Pat, look, as I said, fair play to you for coming back. Um, you kind of had to know it. it was you who suggested that we would do a post-match yeah. review. But look, fair play to you. Manny, your word, you came back. Yeah, I, I came back. It's a shame that uh, Sons and Gunner uh, 96, they were just, just running scared of me and me and Johnny. <laughs> uh, even after a win, you know, the, the, the Chuckle Brothers brought the heat and they got out of the kitchen. But anyway, um, <laughs> with Albert on here now to, to deflect against today. But listen, um, I, uh, and we have a new person, you know. But uh, the performance, okay, I'm going to put it down to Spurs aren't a bad team. Mourinho doesn't become a bad manager overnight. It was a bad day in the office. Simple as that. Um, what happened was... Um, oh. <laughs> That's it, bro. He's like, he's like oh, a fucking lads. mushroom. He just sucked his ears. Lads. <laughs> That was good time. Farhan, Farhan, um, Pat was oh, just telling boys. everybody how, how much he missed you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah uh, Pat's a bit lost for words now. So, uh, you know, what I was saying was with Spurs, right? The performance was it was just one, it was a gutless display by Spurs. But listen, it wasn't the man, Josie. It's just a bad day in the office for Spurs. We're still up there. And just because we got beat by one goal um, by Arsenal, I'm not going to spunk the trousers think that Arsenal is a good manager and that they're, that they're a great team. They're not. Um, they're a mediocre team. I, I compare Arsenal to Burnley likes that. Um, like like Spurs, Spurs, Spurs did a great team. There, yeah? Spurs did a great team. They're going to finish Bobby. But no, no, Arsenal did play us <laughs> off the field. There's no doubt about it. But uh, it, was, it was just a bad day in the office and uh, Spurs were just gutless. And the only two players that played with a bit of passion for the badge was uh, was Lucas Moura and Lamella. He, at least he has passion. The rest of them, especially the, the likes of Suzuko, oh my God, like useless, right? He's like a chocolate fire guard. No good. He's useless. <laughs> but the biggest mistake was that like, like Gareth Bale was taken off because he didn't get a sniff of the ball. That wasn't his fault. It was the way that the, the team were performing. He wasn't getting, uh, um, they weren't feeding balls into him. What could he do? Crazy decision bringing his joke on for him. Listen, bad day in the office, uh, but listen, on that performance, Arsenal deserved it. Yeah, well, look, um, I, I won't disagree with you on uh, on that final I bet you won't. Anyway. But I fucking <laughs> <with. laughs> no. oh, Look, Johnny, Johnny, come on. Come on, give it to us, Johnny. What have you got? Look, look I told you right from the, the last podcast that we did, right? 
I said that this North London derby was just a pride match. That's all it was. I came out, I was being openly honest. I said, I personally don't think Spurs would get top four, even though we're, we're in a higher position than Arsenal. And I said, if Arsenal won, uh, also the same. They wouldn't get top four. It was a least significant match at all. Now, to be fair, like Spurs, Arsenal couldn't get a win in our last five North London derbies, so they were due technically one, right? Now, when I was checking the last night, I checked on Gunner uh, 96 is profile thing on YouTube and the first thing you could see was can Arsenal get top four? All I have to say to you Fahan is that your head is so fucking high up in the clouds you're fucking meeting Jack the Beanstalk like do you know that's how fucking high up in the clouds you are if you honestly think that that fucking shit Arsenal team is going to get top four you're off your head now bear in mind Tottenham had everything against us. We had fucking Song got the injury on us very early. Mm. Um, we had fucking, we got, we got sent down. We were back down again to 10 men. We played you off the fucking park. You couldn't control us. Uh, Harry Kane, as we all know, one of the best strikers on the planet, just went off. Just that fraction for offside to get that goal. Uh, then he hit the fucking post. He absolutely struggled. And I was actually talking to some Arsenal fans after the match. And they said to me, look, to be honest with you, they said, one thing that shows me after that match is that Arsenal has no leaders. And I have to agree with them. I think Arsenal don't have any fucking leaders. And I'd be more worried if I was an Arsenal fan than I am a Tottenham fan because you couldn't control us with 10 fucking men. And we didn't get going until the latter fucking stages, to be fair. Like, you know, and we had setbacks. We had fucking Song being injured, uh, got off injured. You know, we had all these fucking setbacks. And then we came out then with 10 men. And we, we just trampled all over you, like, you know. They're, they're, one thing this match, all this match shows is that the Tottenham are still higher than Arsenal. It shows that yeah, I want to say Tottenham... One thing. I want to say one thing. It, it, it's great to see, after that performance, Arsenal move from 10th to 10th. Okay, go on, John. Yeah. But I, look, as I said to you, this is going back to last week, lads. As I said to you, that this match is... Least significance. All this match was, was was down to price. You couldn't beat us in our last fucking five. It was meant no significance because I understand football. I understand that when you're in the Europa League, it takes an awful lot out of you. I understand that Tottenham and Arsenal are in the same way of thinking. The Europa League is our number one. We both as clubs know that we're not going to get top four in the Premier League. We know the only alternative we have is the Europa League. And let's not be talking fucking shite here. It's the truth. Like, Europa League is their only chance Arsenal Football Club, Club have or Tottenham have of getting Champions League football next season. And if Tottenham don't win it or Arsenal don't win it, we're fucked. We are fucked. Because, see, you, every every season, look, Champions League is so important. I, we understand the revenue, we understand the money, the attraction of big players, so forth. But we always have that cushion to fall on with the Premier League, with the fans, the merchandise, the whole palaver, the sponsors and all this kind of thing, the revenue coming in. But this year, with the significance of the pandemic, no money going around the fucking place. You know, as I said to you, as I said in our last podcast, that you will see this, this summer, it will be the same scenario in January. It'll be fucking loan signings, 20, 30 million average fucking players for both clubs. And it's the, that defined moment come the end of May if Tottenham Hotspur have Champions League football 
or Arsenal. And if either club don't have it, we're fucked. We're just fucked like. And that's the truth. And you can go off and we can bitch about it all day and, and all this. But that is the harsh reality of it. Champions League football is so, so important this year, more than any other fucking year. And look at, no, no, in Lark on the Derbies, as a Tottenham fan, I don't want to lose. And I know Arsenal fans don't want to lose. But let's brass tax here. That game was just emphasised on fucking pride. That was it. It did nothing for you. It did nothing for us either. It just absolutely, we're swinging out towards the Europa League. And if we get knocked out of it, we're fucked. We're fucked. The Europa League is our number one. And it's the same with Arsenal. It's their number one. That game was just based on pride. Fair enough, you won it. But I'd be looking at you and I'd be saying, Jesus Christ, they were down to fucking 10 men. How come they couldn't spank them off the field? In their own ground. Do you know, they fucking, Bale was taken off. That fucking song who's, you know, uh, 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 taken off as well. The only one that had was Harry fucking Kane. They were down to 10 men in our ground, and we couldn't go on and fucking hammer them. They should, if Arsenal were a good fucking team, they should have came on there. When Spurs were down to 10 men, they should have been beating us four or five fucking more. They should say, right, rub the salt into the wound. Let's tear at this team, like, with 10 fucking men. And then, let's be fair, the 10 Tottenham men were actually better than the 11 Arsenal men. There's no point denying it. Like we were. Sorry, just, yeah. just on just on that note, um, the 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 ten, yeah, in fairness, they were, but uh, it was the eleven Arsenal men who uh, got the three points. So, um, and just yeah, look, in, just uh, go a couple of points, just in terms of uh, the revenue. I think, uh, you know, I think Spurs will be okay because, as well as selling keyrings for your Carabao Cup final, you now have a DVD that you can sell of that Lamella goal, and uh, the ten minutes, <laughs> the ten minutes when you dominated Arsenal all season. So, you know, that, that'll pay for Gareth Bale for at least another season, lads. But, uh, yeah, look, I want to bring Albert in here now. Uh, I was going to bring Farhan on, but he, he's having some uh, some tech tech issues there. Uh, again, sorry, boys. I am going to be just muting mics just so just so we can all all say our little piece. Um, sorry, Johnny. <laughs> I love you, really, but I'll bring you back. Don't worry. Yeah, Albert, look, we, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into the match a little bit as well. Um, look... Basically, uh, go off the, the lineups to start. Um, looking at that lineup, what was your initial feeling? Um, Captain Aubameyang left out from the beginning, which kind of took us all by surprise. Uh, there was a couple of other big changes. You know, Cedric came in for Bellerin and that. What was your initial thoughts looking at that lineup? Were you, were you confident? Um, I didn't have a problem with the lineup, to be honest with you. Even the fact, even with the fact that um, Aubameyang wasn't starting. But then, obviously, when I found out the reason why he wasn't starting. Then I looked at it a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, it's funny because I said we'd there'd be about four changes in the starting lineup. There was only there was actually only three from the game in the for the game in the Europa League. But um the game went exactly how I thought it would go. Actually, Tottenham played exactly how I thought they'd play and and worse. Um, you know, it's you know, I've seen some of the games Tottenham played, probably going back to last season coming into this season, mate. And the only team I get bored of watching play is probably them and Newcastle because the football's just dire. I mean, I was shocked how Tottenham played, to be honest, on Sunday. I was really, really surprised. Um, I think the only thing I agree with the two guys about is the fact that our both both our teams are probably best way of getting into the Champions League is um, via the Europa League. But I don't know what game they were watching. But I'm shocked by what they're saying. Banter, even banter aside, man, I'm like, I must have been watching the game from the early 90s when Gary Mabbott was playing because 
I don't know what these guys were seeing, man, to be totally honest with you. Um, the only reason why Tottenham played better with 10 men, to be honest with you, is because they was losing. I think if the game was 1-1, I don't think you would have seen the better. I don't think you would have seen the performance from them in the last 10, 15 minutes that you saw. I think that's the biggest difference. Um, yeah, they got a worldy goal, you know, Rabona, let's, you know, highlights real perfect for, perfect for TikTok and, and Snapchat. But that, that's about it, really, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, we could have won by more, even when it was 11 men, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very surprised what the guys are saying, man. Banter aside, man. I'm like, wow, like, I must have been watching the day. I must have been watching the game when Guy Lineker was playing because I don't know what these guys were seeing, man, when this game was on. Uh, you know what, in, in fairness, uh, sorry, Johnny, I'm going to bring one up. Um, I do remember, I think it was yourself that actually said um, when we had the preview show that a good team will know when it's time to sit back and allow the other team, you know, they can take the foot off the gas. So I guess maybe Arsenal just didn't sense any real obvious threat from Spurs and kind of said, you know what, yeah, we let these boys play a little bit. So look, yeah, we know we not to worry about here. We'll hang on. Sorry, mate. You know what it you know what it was? Because Arsenal in the last few games, right? Have kind of it was like a mental block for that like last 10, 15 minutes because they're thinking, you know what, they've made some uncharacteristic mistakes. And yeah, man, so you can it can do it can do tricks with you, man. Because Arteta was furious on the touchline for some of the mistakes they was doing was really sloppy play from party and the defense were just were a bit on edge for that last 10, 15 minutes. But other than that, man, um thoroughly deserved the win. Um, Tottenham ain't done a double over us since 1993, I believe. I mean, I was still in secondary school, then, so it shows how long long time ago that was. <laughs> so, if they thought they were going to come to the Emirates, where they've got a horrendous record, and they know that. They're, they're, listen, all the banter aside, their record's disgraceful at the Emirates. I think they've won there once. <laughs> so, I don't know why it gave them the confidence to think they're going to come there and get three points. Are these guys mad? <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, look, uh, I want to bring Farhan in now as well. So Farhan, uh, Gunner from 96, just joined us just a little bit late there. So uh, Farhan, man. Thanks for coming along, name, Farhan. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Farhan has been waiting. He's been he's been sitting um, ever so patiently waiting to, to come on and unleash. And we don't have souls tonight, so Farhan has to bring the fury tonight. But... Uh, Farhan, yeah, look, I, I let you, I let you just say what's on your mind. I'm not even going to ask you a question. Just, just tell me how you're feeling right now. It's happened again. It's happened again. Tottenham Spurs. It's happened again. Ah, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, oh, the sweet taste of success. You know what? Listen, I mean. You boys count yourselves a little bit lucky here because I don't have it in my heart to rip you to shreds tonight. <laughs> I'll tell you something. <laughs> Look, the abuse that we got the other night, right? The abuse. Oh, my God. Um, um, you know, Tottenham were overly confident going into this game, I think. Attitudes. Mourinho thought he could outsmart Arteta. And I appreciate why he think that. Because Arteta, novice, you still look at him as an apprentice, but Arteta absolutely schooled Mourinho from top to bottom. 
Bar that last 10 minutes, Mourinho didn't have a clue. After the 90 minute whistle went, you could see on his face the stress, the stress marks coming out of his face. We played the high line, uh, Mr. Johnny. We played that high line and it worked. It worked a treat because Son, Kane, Bale had nowhere to go. They, there, there, is, there is no way that you can feed those men, feed those boys from midfield going into the final third. They can't do it. Tottenham can't play that style of football. Unless you're pay, playing long balls over the top, like you got the first goal with Bale's uh, beautiful ball. It was a great ball. Uh, that's the only time. That, that, that was the only 10 minutes where we sat back and where we allowed you to get into our space a little bit. Other than that, midfield, horrendous. Back four, we don't even need to talk about. And I'm going to talk as a football analyst here, not as an Arsenal fan, but Tottenham have problems at the back. And the problems only start there. And unfortunately, they end in your midfield. Um, I can see what you're trying to do with Mora in the attacking midfield. I think he is a player that could do really, really well there. Unfortunately, it's going to take him a bit of time to get used to that position. It's going to it's going to take him a bit of time to jury with the boys, you know, Bale, Son and Kane. But you have to give credit. I don't care who you are. You have to give credit to Cedric Tierney and our main man, Sacho Bob. Um, does anyone know, by the way, whether, whether Bob's let Harry Kane out of his pocket? Does anyone know? Because uh, I think he's still in there. Um, <laughs> but look, yeah, you have to give massive, massive. Yeah, all the credit has to go to the to the to the lads at the back because, the, despite the amount of mistakes that we've made and our shocking disciplinary record, we bossed that game from the back. Great discipline, um, great uh, moving with the line back and forth. You know, I don't think after that game you can ever compare Thomas Partey. And this, by the way, this was Partey's, this was probably Partey's worst game. Regardless, despite it being his worst game, he still bossed the midfield. He still found ways to control the dynamic and the pace. And let's get one thing right, okay? The ball was dominated in midfield and that allowed us to get our wingers down the flanks and cause problems. And I don't think Arsenal were as dangerous as they could have been because from the First 25, just before you guys scored your goal, up until that point, it was tr us trying to get balls into the box into Lacazette, who's woeful in the box anyway. So had we had someone like Aubameyang in the box, had we maybe been a little bit more intelligent to maybe play, get our wingers to, to drive into the box, the game might have been over in the first 25, 30 minutes. By the next, I'd, I'll be honest with you, North London derby days are very nerve-wracking days for me. I don't sleep well at night and I don't have my breakfast in the morning and it was the same it was the same uh, at the morning when we were playing you guys but after half time approached I was looking forward to the second half and whilst watching that second half I wanted to see 90 minutes more you boys were woeful shocking and I don't think that should surprise the reality of where these two clubs are one's moving forward and one unfortunately has has gone to such desperate measures by hiring a manager like Jose past it. His days are done. Mourinho is a serial winner, but unfortunately he is not a progressive manager and he is not going to get you to the place where you need to go. It's a bit too early to say someone like Arteta, but someone who knows how to play the game in this era, in this day and age. Um, but you went for Mourinho. Look, you're in a League Cup final. It'll be a great day out for the lads. 
but you'll be coming you'll be coming back home with a, with a second place medal and um you know have fun have fun mate oh farhan you've, you've been waiting for that haven't you yeah but look um on, on the whole Mourinho thing this was exactly my feeling and uh, when Mourinho became available one of the first clubs he was linked with was Arsenal and I said to myself look do I want to sell my soul to the devil for a little bit of a, a little bit of quick a bit of a quick fix because I honestly think that's all Mourinho is he, right now he's a quick fix he's a stopgap manager I think Spurs have been been a bit a bit duped into believing he, he's gonna you know progress them to the next level and I just don't think I think his days are numbered in the Premier League you know in terms of being a, a top level manager I, I think he's 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 had his time he's had his day you know I think his day is done and uh, no better club for him to be at right now in my opinion so I'm more than happy to see him there but I, I got, I'm gonna bring the boys back in I'm gonna bring Pat and uh, Johnny back in now lads look I, I want to ask you know what what went wrong at the start Was it the first 25 minutes I was thinking to myself, did Spurs think this game was at White Hart Lane? Because there's only one team in the Emirates right now. Like, like what happened? The opening 24, oh, hold, on, Adley, hold on, hold on for one second. Like, Fahan, you need to stop <laughs> watching this fucking uh, playing PlayStation, man. Do you know, it's, it's messing with your head between reality and, and Golanch wasn't one sided. Tottenham, as I said to you, when they went down to 10 men, we were all over you. You struggled, like. And it was just fluke and sheer luck that Harry Kane went a fraction offside before he got the goal, and then he hit the feckin' post. We were all over you. And you go on about Arteta. Arteta is only a yes, man. That's all that boy is like. And you struggle to keep us. And then you're on about back line, and Saito Bob had a fantastic game. Jesus, he was struggling to hold Harry when we're down to 10 men. And then then I've seen a comment then blow saying, league doesn't lie from an Arsenal fan. You're below us. You're feckin' below us. I'll tell you something, Johnny. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something now. Arsenal will finish above Tottenham this season. Mark my words. Oh my. Arsenal will finish above Tottenham season this season. It's only, only four Mark points. Have a look at Have a look at Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. As I said to you going back in the last podcast, I said, if either club don't get top four, it's a waste of fucking time. So a beat of Tottenham finish seventh and Arsenal finish sixth, it's a waste of time. It's all on the rope league for both clubs. And let's not get off the beaten track. Like the Europa League is our number one priority for both Arsenal and for Tottenham. And if either club don't win it, we're in trouble for next season because it affects. It's a dynamo effect. In, in, in the summer, there's, there's going to be less money. You know, we're going to get less players attracted to it. Like, and people go on about oh, when Europa League is better than the no European football. I totally disagree. Europa League is a complete waste of time. There is no money in it. Um, going back to the prime example, when Tottenham were in the Champions League and we got knocked out under Pochettino, we're in Wembley. As the Champions League. And once we dropped down to Europa League, they couldn't fill the stadium. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to see Tottenham play Croatia Zagreb. Nobody wants to see Arsenal play Olympiacos or whatever the fuck they're called in France. Like, you know, these teams have no real caliber as a team like you know as i said to you in the last podcast i you're on about europa league form you cannot bring tottenham's form or arson's form in europe into it like you we're, we're playing minors we're playing minors until we get into the last eight where there's a fraction of 
couple of good teams left within it, then maybe, you know, you basically Milan, Man United, Romas, you know, you have teams like that with a bit of calibre. Yes, then you can say we're on it, we're okay in the Europa League, but you cannot compare fucking Croatia Zagreb and Fush. And I rather Tottenham. And I know it's not going to happen. I know fine well that next season Tottenham is probably going to get Europa League football from the Premier League positions where we're going to finish. And it's going to be a complete waste of time for us. Complete shite. I rather Spurs didn't get no Europa League football because it'll work out a lot better. Because it'll help us progress next season for the following season of Champions League. Bear in mind if we don't get um, win the Europa League this, uh, this season. You know, so like as I said to you again, lads, that match was only based on pride. Make no illusion about it. Banter aside, it was only a pride match. And I know Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans, we don't like to lose to one another. But it was five derbies before you last got a victory against us. You know, we went down to 10 men and we were we were all over you. You know, th- there was no leadership there with Arsenal. You know, well, we even Fahan goes on. Fah- we, 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 got, we got three points. We, we got three points. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got, you, got, you got three points, Anthony. But what good is it to you? What good is three points to you? You're down at You're still tenth. The Tottenham were eighth. It was no. It was no significance. All that match was, Anto, was, was a pride was. match. That was it. And and when you go back and you watch the last five North London derbies prior to this, there was a bit of significance behind them. And Arsenal couldn't win. When and, they went in, into in, this squad, in, in terms of saying it, when was the last time you won at the Emirates? Look at. I'm talking about the last five <laughs> I'm now. asking you I'm a, it's a genuine question when's the last time you won at the Emirates Look, I think it was 10 years <laughs> the okay. last five London derbies the last five London derbies you okay. couldn't beat us there was a bit terms, of significance in it in, in terms See, of the that game there's a big problem with the Emirates Stadium okay and it's, it's very unique uh, the stadium you have because it's the only stadium there's a better atmosphere when it's empty than when there's fans in it that's very unique it's absolutely <laughs> It's so it's the fucking library. It's quiet. It's, 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 the question. The fans you carry it. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna touch on a few. I'm gonna touch on a few crazy statements. I just I, I've just heard from Arsenal people. Um, I'm ahead. not showing the magic mushrooms. If you are, can you post them to me? Because I sent you my postcode. But anyway, right. um, and, and and this guy the assembled in the comments saying that uh, uh, as Johnny said, the league doesn't lie. Mate, you're tenth in the league. You're not first. Like what are you on? The league doesn't lie. What in the hell? Hang on, just to mute you for a second. In terms of the league, doesn't lie. Did Spurs not win the league back in November? We is not league champions back in November, no? Will you stop, Anto? Will you fucking stop? Will you not celebrating? We is not celebrating win the league back in November. And okay, we're we're not allowed to celebrate that. Okay, we've we've cut the gap between ourselves and Spurs to four points. Yet you were league champions in November. Let's not forget. Yeah. So yeah. Let's not forget, there's still still a few games to go. What ten games? We got plenty of time to catch us. We're the ones who uh, we have the momentum behind us now. You're the ones with the tails behind the legs. So yeah, look. But as I want to ask you, I, I, genuinely, I want to ask you, when Lamella put that ball in the back of the net, what were you feeling? You must have been thinking you, you have this in the yeah. bag now. You must have. Win, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, no, no, I, I had to be honest with you, I had because I know the stats prior to this match. I know the first team that generally scores would generally go on and lose. So I wasn't thinking it was a done deal. You know, I, I'll be totally honest. Um, it was a, a special goal. It was a great goal. Um, but I wasn't feeling, um, you know, confident about it. Um, you know, I, I look at, we know that the, 
that the North London derbies are dimmers, like, you know, our record is not that great, like. But as I said to you, it, it bear in mind, it was a least significant match for both clubs, you know. And and so, as I said to you, you're, you're on about, you're talking gibberish here now, you're on about saying, oh, we're going to go and catch it. It means nothing. If you don't get top four, it means nothing. And if I was an Arsenal fan, I would be hoping, begging and praying that I do not creep into them Europa League spots because they are a soul destroyer. They absolutely destroy your club. They're destroying our clubs as it is. But this season bears fruit because, as I said to you, there was no money, no revenue this year. So we need focus on the Europa League and Arsenal are doing the exact same thing as well as Spurs. We're going to try and fucking win it. But any other year, I'd have no heat on it. Nobody wants to watch fucking Arsenal play Olympiacos. Who the fuck? I can't even name a player. If you give me a grant to name one player in the Olymp- I couldn't name a player. You know, who yeah, are they? Like? And, uh, and the who are they? And the last time... Yeah, and the last time I was on this live, I thought I heard the statement of the whole year, yeah? When when Sol said, uh, you got to be afraid, Jack is playing. And then um, um, uh, um, Gunners 96... I just said Party had a great game. What planet he on? He played absolutely useless. And Albert up there said uh, he played great. He must have rose tinted glasses that came from Wish. Because I did. You must have been talking to talk another Albert because I didn't say that. Let, let, let me step in there. Like I, I heard uh, about Wish, yeah. And, I, and I've heard Spurs fans bigging up end on ballet. And I'm telling you, talk about Wish. Oh I think Spurs God. tried to um, they tried to order themselves a Thomas Partey on Wish, and they ended up with end on ballet. Uh, we said Thomas Partey had one of his poorest games, yet still bossed the midfield okay. against Spurs. That's what he, he said. did. He yeah. did not. He did not excel in that game mm. by any means. Thomas uh, Granit Xhaka was decent. I'm not saying he had an absolute blinder. They were good enough to to get the result against the opposition they were they were up against. They didn't have Anthony, to overexert themselves. Anthony, I can't yeah. remember who yeah. was playing in midfield for Spurs. I can't remember. That's how bad it was. It, yeah. was, it in Dump- was it, where was Ndombele? Was he there? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember who was playing right back for Spurs either. To be honest. Oh, here I oh, remember. Mate, I, Irish, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. It was definitely uh, it was, remember uh, he was. Playing. Bambi on roller skates, Doherty. Now, in fairness, look, I, I give like Pat. I'm going to bring Pat in here. Yeah, Pat, you did say you didn't rate Matt Doherty, and he and he got found out bad. Now, Johnny said he didn't rate Kieran Tierney, but Kieran Tierney made absolute shite. Is that what he said? Doherty. Oh my lord! So I would say, I would say, Kieran Tierney had the game of his life. He played absolutely unbelievable. I will say that. Um, uh, oh, he was unbelievable. Uh, oh, Dar- Dodgerty is without doubt the worst player Spurs have ever had. He is, oh, I detest him. He should never wear a Spurs shirt again. Aria on the bench, at least Aria can put a cross in or, or, or run down the wing. Dodgerty brings nothing. And and it's true about the, the, the midfield where like Holborough had a shocking game and he's usually... The Viking is usually Boston midfield. He just didn't turn up. Um, I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, uh, Endembele, he couldn't get the rhythm going. They brought on Suzuko. We won't even go there. Where's Brianna Blow up? Darling, that fella. But I know Matt Doherty should never wear a Spurs shirt again. 
he's the most useless player in the Premier League. That's a big statement. He doesn't even belong in the Championship. I cannot stand him. Get him. Get him. I, I, I think the biggest problem with Mark Doherty is um, he's wearing the wrong shirt. He, he doesn't want to be wearing that shirt because he, he's an Arsenal fan. He's a gooner. And then the problem you have is as well, his replacement on the bench, Aurier, is also a gooner. And then you have your man up front doesn't want to score against us, Harry Kane, because he's also a gooner. So, look, that's what you're up against. You need to stop signing Arsenal fans and actually try find someone who's passionate and wants to play for Spurs. Although, good luck finding that guy. But look, we'll move on anyway. And I want to hear the, the next excuse from you. Since, uh, Johnny, I'm going to bring you back since you're the Europa League man. We both played Europa League Thursday night. Now, Arsenal travelled. Only four hours, yeah, but we, we flew out to Greece. Spurs got to stay at home in London. They had like, what, 10-minute drive up the road to get to the Emirates Stadium. Why did Arsenal look the fresher, the fresher team on the night? Like, what, what was the story there with Spurs? Look, you go back to the last uh, North London derby when Tottenham were, were playing at home. Tottenham Road in some place in Gdansk or some fucking place, and we had to come back at 3 o'clock on Friday morning where Arsenal stayed at home, and we bet you 2-0. You know, so it doesn't really bear any really fruit like, you know. Going back again to Pat Gohan's <laughs> statement about Matt Darte, he's a load of fucking shite. He's probably one of the worst right backs that I have ever seen in a long, long time. He absolutely has no pace. And when you're when you're playing on a wing back on a left left or the right like you have to have pace. If you haven't got pace, you don't belong as a wing back in the Premier League. And that's me, Frank. And you go on about Kieran Tierney and you wet your pants about him. But then the day, I'd have a fucking great game against Matt Arthur. You know, the, the fella's fucking shite, like. He's absolute dog shite. And you're saying, oh, he's an Arsenal bad. Fucking take him. We're not stopping you. And you're not about Aurea. Take him as well. We don't want the cunts. They're fucking useless. I think, I think to be honest with you, we've been massive. As I said to you in the last podcast, I think uh, Tottenham have huge problems with our back line. We, we don't have two centre-halves. Uh, we don't have a right back, and we have uh, Jekyll and Hyde as a keeper um, in goal. Hugo Lloris, um, one game he's Peter Schmeichel, the next minute he's David James. The ball is balls rolling through his arms, through his legs, the whole lot. You cannot rely on him. You cannot trust him. You know, so we have problems at the back line. You know, that was the, the one thing going into this game against Arsenal is I knew that our back line would come under serious problems. You know, Sanchez, you kind of just fucking trust him, right? But that wasn't, in my opinion, I I think that was no penalty either. I really don't like and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be biased or any of this. I'm not. I'm not. If, if you think an all Tottenham fan, I genuinely think it wasn't a penalty. And if it happened to an Arsenal uh, thing, I would have said the exact same thing. Because if you look at the... When the ball got crossed into Lacazette, he, he bombed it, man. He bombed it. Like, you know, it, it, it was going nowhere near the fucking goal. He I bombed did. it. And, and, and Sanchez came in. You know, I, I just I, I just honestly think that I think there wasn't a penalty. And the more these penalties comes into effect, like, because it has been an issue throughout this whole course of the, the season. If you go back to the fucking first penalty I can think of was ridiculous was, do you remember when Newcastle got a penalty in the last minute against Spurs and it hit Eric Dyer's hand and he couldn't fucking see it? You know, it, that level of stupidness. And then the, the, the FIFA had to go back and had to look at, why didn't the referee, right, when he was looking at the exactly. match and seeing him play, right, and he said, do you know what? He said, I think that's a penalty. I said, do you know what? 
a VAR here. I have the screens here. Let me go back and have a look at it. Let me go back and have a look. Ma Matt Plattenberg came out, and other referees have come out and said it wasn't a fucking penalty either. And to be fair, yeah. it wasn't a penalty. It, it, you know, it genuinely wasn't a penalty. And if you that penalty your... happened, Spurs would have won the game. It changed. Uh, yeah, look, that, that's like saying if uh, if Arsenal hadn't gone and scored two goals, Spurs would have won. Like, if, buts, and maybes. And uh, look, Sir Peter Walton, the most anti-Arsenal referee out there. The guy is always in the BT studio saying, no, no, it wasn't. He wrote a piece saying he believed it was a penalty. But uh, look, before we even get into the penalty, I, I'm going to just, I'm going to bring it back a small bit. Um, Albert, I just want to ask your kind of feeling here. When Arsenal did get the equaliser, you know, what were your feelings then, you know, coming in right before half time? Unbelievable time to get an equaliser. And you could kind of feel it. it. You could sense it was coming. That completely had to have changed that Tetris team talk. So going in one off the break, what were you thinking coming out for the second half? You know, confident we were going to snatch this. Um, it's, firstly, it's thoroughly, it's thoroughly deserved. If Arsenal had gone in, into that half time one nil down, I think it'd have been a disgrace. You know, you if you go in, you go in, you go in a half time with a team that's had one touch in opposition box. You, you know, it's not, it's it's unbelievable. You understand? But no, um, it was it was key to get the goal before half time. That was a as a big game changer. Um, like I said, I thought we controlled the first half without being super fantastic, but we didn't have to be because Tottenham was so terrible. Apart from the Rabona goal from Lamella, and yeah, I think well, he was lucky he should have got sent off before he got sent off anyway. Which is he was just a pest when he came on, but um, yeah, mate, it was fairly deserved. If we'd have gone in, like I said, if we'd have gone in at half time, one nil down, um, yeah, football's football, it can happen, but you know, I think it'd have been very, very unjust, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, and I'll be honest, and sure, look, Pat can attest to this one. Uh, we were we were texting. Throughout the game, you know, giving it, giving it all that, giving it, giving it the banter. Um, but, but Pat will tell you, I, I was saying the whole time, I was like, look, we're gonna win this game, even one nil down. I was like, honestly, we're we're gonna win this, and and it wasn't just just me giving it all that. I honestly felt the way this game had gone. I was saying, there's no way Arsenal are not picking up three points in this game. Like, I had seen enough of Spurs in that first half an hour to convince me dreadful. that yeah, th this this was completely Arsenal's game to win, lose or draw. Whatever we decided, we were controlling the tempo, we were controlling the pace. The minute we took our foot off the gas on Farhan, we've talked about this time and time again. This Arsenal, you know, thinking, yeah, we're, we're in control here. It's time to take our foot off the gas. Like how many times have we talked about this? We 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 allow the other team to come into it, and that's when we get punished. Instead of instead of going for the kill, like we saw this again. And uh, now, luckily, we were up against poor opposition there the other day, so they weren't able to hurt us. Sorry, lads, but uh, yeah, look, Farhan, we we spoke about this time and time again, and look, you're you're probably sick in the teeth talking about this, but what is this? Is it is it lack of leaders on the pitch? Is it is this you know coming from the coaching team what is the story why is it that we drop the heads and allow the opposition back into the game instead of just going for the kill I, I think Farhan might be frozen yeah. alright um, <laughs> I apologise about that but look 
I'm there, there I'm there. Again. Sorry, yeah, I was just saying I'm having the Tottenham curse that's coming on. Oh dear. Um <laughs> oh, this isn't good, is it? Oh bloody hell. Uh, am I back? Can everyone yeah, hear me? Back. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let I'm going to keep this short and sweet, okay? Because I know I'm having some technical issues. Look. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Let's get that's one it. thing straight. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Farhan, we, we yeah, might have Am to... I still glitching out? I'm glitching. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still glitching. I might just what I do is uh, I'll just remove your forehand and then you can just re add yourself back in. But uh, yeah, look, Albert, I'll, I'll throw that to you then. Like, what's the story with this? Uh, Arsenal fought off the gas, allowed teams back in the game when we should be taking the initiative. You know, like I could see that Spurs were there for the taking the other day. What is it with Arsenal? We we smell blood and we just don't go for the kill. Whereas any other side, like Inferno and Tottenham, they looked at us in those final 10 minutes and they saw we can have a go at these guys and they went for it. And another day, they would have got a reward for it. What is the story with Arsenal? Yeah, it's been a running theme this season with Arsenal. But I think for me personally, that game on Sunday, the particular first half, I wouldn't attribute that to that first half just because like I said um after the first 20-25 minutes we had about 75% possession um like they like they showed Spurs didn't have any touches in the opposition box uh we hit the post with Emil Smith Rowe sorry the crossbar with Emil Smith Rowe we hit the post with Cedric Lacazette had an opportunity um to possibly get the shot on target so we could have been two goals at least clear going into that first half and then Going into the second half, sorry, then, you know, the goal came out of nowhere, really. I mean, you can pick holes in the Arsenal defence as much as you want, but if an, op if an opposing team scores a goal like that, a one-in-a-million goal, what can what can you say? You, you can't pick the defensive bones out of that. So, yeah, it's unfortunate we conceded the goal. It was a great goal, to be fair, to Lamella, because if it had been Ronaldo or Messi, they'll be talking about it to the end of the season. So, yeah. you have to give credit where credit's due, even if it's painful coming from the rival, but yeah, like I said, I, I get the question, Anthony, but I think for that first half, I wouldn't apply it to that because I don't think we gave Tottenham any opportunity, really, to create any chances. But then, you know, on top of that, they didn't really come out to play at all anyway. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably say that, mate. That's my summary of that. Yeah, but look, it, it seems to be every single game now we, we seem to have these moments. And look, I understand we, we did give it a lot in the first 25 minutes, half an hour. You can only keep up that kind of intensity for so long before you do need a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a breather, I guess I call it. But yeah, look, it is frustrating. Uh, I think, for, no, I was about to say Farhan's back, but he's gone again. But... Uh, <laughs> but it just seems to be recurring with Arsenal. We, we're it's just not taking that very connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that that seems to be a team of a team of tonight as well. Because I'm I'm having a few a few glitchy moments here as well. So, Farhan, I think I think you're back. Are you? I'm back. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, you're. Oh, I don't know what, you know how I always bang on about uh, technical issues. Yeah. The, 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 
it, it's it's still it's still a little bit it's still a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's going on. No, I think it's Curtis the talk. Curtis is having me on. Um, yeah. It, it's one. Of, it's one of the general technology glitch. It's one of those nights, isn't it? I'm indoors, so so it should be a little bit better. But let me yeah. let me respond to the question. Let me try and respond to the question that you asked me before, and hopefully I can, I'm able to say it in one piece without it. Don't you deny? <laughs> Look, the fact of the matter is. Tottenham were not in that game any moment. In that last 15 minutes, it wasn't Tottenham that was doing the hard work. It was Arsenal Football Club that gave thing to you guys on a plate, on a silver platter. Here you go, have it. Score a goal against us. We made it difficult for ourselves, and like we always do. And we're a club in transition, we're a club that's learning, and unfortunately, uh, you know, it could have cost us in the end, but we got there, we got there in the finish the 95th minute. I'm quite surprised that it was five minutes added on. Um, but you guys, I mean, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be gutted to not get at least a point out of that game, especially in that last 10, 15 minutes. But that's when you showed up. You showed up when it was too late. You turned up the, the heat in the final 10, 15 minutes and you decided to play football. Now, had you decided to play football in the first minute, who knows? But judging by the performance, judging by the quality that I saw on the pitch, you guys are not ready to play uh Go to football club, and you're not ready to push football. And I don't think you're ready for the for the Europa League either. There's a massive buildings uh, uh, a building project at Tottenham right now. You should be worried. I would be worried if I was you. If I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be very very worried when you got an agent uh, son that you're relying on. When you've got peak Harry Kane and son who are not going to stay there for any longer. I don't think. I think in the summer. You need to really be worried about the potential of Harry Kane leaving Tottenham. Because if he doesn't leave this season, it shows me that he's got no ambition to win any trophies. And if Son stays as well, again, these are big question marks. If you guys don't win the League Cup and if you don't win the Europa League this season, you're looking at a very, very, very big um, loss in, in, the, in the summer transfer window. Not to mention the, 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 the building blocks you need to start from rock bottom at the back. You've only got old viral there. He's aging. Sanchez isn't good enough. Ori or whoever it is on the right-hand side isn't good enough. Regulon sat there by himself. Your central midfield is, is invisible as well. How long are you going to play uh, more, Lucas Mora in, in attacking midfield, which isn't his preferred position anyway? So there are some big holes that you need to fix in your squad. I wouldn't be focusing on anyone right now other than, uh, other than yourselves. And I don't, I don't think Mourinho is the right man for it. I genuinely don't. Yeah, definitely. Look, the, there is an awful lot of work there. Uh, even Regalon, look, Real Madrid have a buyback on him. So, you know, he could be gone as well by the summer. But look, that's what it comes down to. And, and as Arsenal fans, we've been there ourselves. You know, um, looking back at that, this has gone way back, but the, the Champions League final, you know, we didn't win that Champions League that year. We got the final against Barcelona. And look what happened. Our team absolutely fell apart. Now, how long more are players going to hang on? Like, how long more is Harry Kane going to be one of the top strikers in the Premier League before he decides, you know what, I'm wasting my career here. Like, I need to move on. If I want to win silverware and if I have any pride in my career, I will move on. And that's not a dig at Spurs. It's just, look, it does get to a point where players have to turn around. And it's happened at Arsenal how many times? You know, Van Persie did it. Van Persie decided, 
I'm not going to win a Premier League with this team. I need to move on. And he went to Man United and he, and he won it in his first season at United. Like, it does get to a point where players need to start questioning, you know, is this the right the right you know move for my career to stay here or is it time to move on? And and how do you replace players like that, like Son and Kane and that? But look, we will move on. Um, and look, I'm just going to get straight into it now. The uh, the penalty decision. Um, yeah, Johnny, you already let us know your feeling. But Pat, I want I want to know what what's your thoughts on that penalty decision? Was it the right call, wrong call? Um, I have so much to say, but uh, let's start with the penalty thing, okay? Um, yeah, go with that one. I, anyway, we go to the penalty thing. Uh, the, the, it wasn't a penalty. People have come out with newspapers and that since it wasn't a penalty. And it did change the game. Um, it's like our Champions League final with Liverpool that time. Um, obviously, we were with, the, with the rules that were stated, that was a penalty, but that changed the game. Liverpool played crap and we lost Champions League final. I think it, 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 that penalty shouldn't be awarded. Uh, simple as that. And, and the VAR system let us down big time. We've been lucky with VAR sometimes, yeah, but um, let us down this time. It wasn't a penalty. But um, I'm just kind of laughing at what uh, uh, Farm's saying here about uh, he's given saying, like, uh, first of all, Lucas Moore is not a good attacking midfielder. He has excelled in that position since they started him attacking midfield. He's been un- absolutely unbelievable. It's been his best position. But what I laugh about is. Um, Arsenal fans have got this big, they've got this big two-one win, okay, and they're trying to say like uh, uh, they're talking like they're league winners or Champions League winners. Son's going to leave you. This person's going to leave you. You're tenth in the league. You can't be spitting these kind of things out. And uh, I remember Anthony even when you were watching the match, uh, like the first twenty minutes, you pissed all over the couch. Uh, no offense, and you know, and coming towards the end, the last fifteen minutes, you pissed on it again because you're afraid. You're afraid of Spurs. You're afraid it was going to happen, but um, like 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 Farner, he did he did spit some truths. Um, some of our defense is shocking. Regulon is unbelievable, and uh, but yeah, like uh, it, it wasn't a penalty, and uh, yeah, I, I've loads to say, but I'm not going to. First of all, Pat, if you want to play back those WhatsApp recordings and see which one was pissing on the couch, you you be my guest. You have them. Recordings, you you can play them for everybody to hear. Be my guest. <laughs> um, yeah, the, um, Albert, thoughts on the penalty? Um, I thought it was a penalty. I don't I don't know what people are talking about. If Jermaine Gina said it's not a penalty, then obviously it's definitely not a penalty. The guy, oh my god, I'll tell you something, man. If there's one guy I need to. I could, is there one professional footballer I need to turn off when I listen to is him. Ever since that Champions League run to the final for Spurs, he just, he's been unbearable. That's the first thing I will say. I mean, this is the thing, Andy. This is the problem with some of the ma- To be honest, with some managers, listen, Arsenal might be guilty of it, even when Wenger was there. But if a decision goes against you like that, for me personally, it's a penalty. But if if you get it, you take it. But if you know if you, if it's against you, it's not a penalty. And that's just, that's that's what it comes down. That's that's all it comes down to. Now, to me, when I saw it in real time, I thought, you know what? What's happened there? So when they put it to the spot, I was like, oh, okay. I need to see what's actually happened. But people got this, this notion that because he missed, because Lacazette missed the initial contact in going for goal, that somehow it's not a penalty. Of course it's a penalty. And the thing is, if that happens on any other area of the pitch, that's a free kick. So why should it be different because it's in the box? It's ridiculous, man. Of course it's a penalty. 100%. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd be completely honest. When, when I seen it at first, and I did say this to Pat, 
in real time when I when I saw it at first, um, I said, "Look, that's not a penalty. It's not." Um, initial thoughts, I, I didn't think it was, and then I looked at it again, and you know, having seen a couple of replays and that, look again, look, I'm being completely honest and I'm being devil's advocate here. If it had happened against Arsenal, I would have been pretty pissed off. I, I will be honest, I would have been pissed off. I understand within the rules of the law, it's a penalty because it's like they say, even as Albert said, no matter where that happens on the pitch, a referee will turn around and say to you that just because a player wins the ball doesn't mean it wasn't a free kick. As in, if a player wins the ball but follows through and takes to his opponent, it can still be deemed a free kick regardless. So, yeah... Where, where I where I can see from a sports point of view is, yeah, Lacazette completely fluffed his chance. You know, the, the chance was gone. If he was taken out, there was contact, he was taken out. But I can see from an opposition point of view, to be completely fair and completely unbiased, I can see the argument that, well, look, the opportunity was gone. You know, he, he made a balls of it. And, and that's a bit how I feel about, you know, when a player runs into the box and he overhits the ball and it's about to go out of play and he gets taken out by the goalkeeper and you kind of say well you know, he wasn't going to keep that in play to score anyway so yeah i can i can kind of understand look i look at it from two two uh kind of two ways because yeah by the rules of of the law yeah it's a penalty but i i'd be just completely honest hand on heart i would have been a bit pissed off had it gone the other way but uh i, I want to bring johnny in so johnny you have some thoughts oh fucking hell finally like jesus christ almighty Right, hold on. Go back there, right there at the beginning. Uh, Vaughn, right? What world are you living in, right? You're on about, oh, Harry Kane moving and all this plava. We're not listening. We're in a fucking global pandemic. There's absolutely no money. There's no money. Who's going to buy him? How much do you think Daniel Levels is going to put a price tag on it? How much do you think Harry Kane is worth? Like, I wouldn't be taking anything less than 200 million. Who has 200 million for Harry Kane? No one. Let me not going to sit back and say, oh, yeah, take him on loan. Take him on loan and we, we'll break it down in the storms of five and ten million pounds every week. We're in a pandemic. There's no money about this. So Harry Kane, fucking Song, um, any of the top players that's in this Premier League, they're going absolutely nowhere because there's no money, no revenue for other clubs to get them. And, it's, and there's, there's no digs. And you're going about Tottenham and rebuild. I can tell you one thing, lads. There's a young lad there at Tottenham, and I guarantee you he's going, he's going to be the next Rashford. And I rate him brilliantly. That young Scarlet Ladding, I could see him. I think he's an English uh, English Ladding. Um, I think he's going to be brilliant. He, Jose Mourinho has talked about him already in Europa. He's also stated that he's going to uh, put him in um start of next season. And he has a bundle of pace. He works hard. And that boy, I guarantee you one thing, he's going to be England's number one fucking striker. You give that boy two years, that boy is going to be banging them in. So there's a lot of youth there. There's, there's some great players in the Tottenham young guys that are coming through. Like, And we, we're not forgetting, like, in the middle there, we got your man Oliver Skip, who's having a phenomenal season there at Norwich as well, I know. You know, um, going back to the, to the back line, we're, we're poor. We're absolutely poor, but we've always said it. The right back is shopping, the two centre backs are shopping, and the keeper, make no mistake about it. But there's no, in terms of building, every football club is building. Every club is building, and that's why I, 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 I cannot stress this enough, that Champions League football this year is is paramount for both clubs. And and come the end of May, if Tottenham don't get Champions League football, and I come back again on the show as a guest, and people ask me, well, Johnny, you said that no Champions League, your club is fucked. 
I'll admit it, we're fucked. And it's the same way with Arsenal. Like, you know, you can have the bans and all this about league positionings and all this and Spurs are above you and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't get top four from it, it's a complete waste of time, lads. And you definitely don't want to be getting a rope of league football. You definitely don't want to be playing these fucking shit teams that, let's be honest with you, some of you would never heard them. Some of you probably wouldn't even know the players. Some of you wouldn't even want, would rather watch fucking Coronation Street than, than watch them. You know, there have been games there this season, and I'll admit as a Tottenham fan, where I've just fucking watched any old shite in television instead of watching that muck on fucking TV. Because like, it is, there's no football. And when you see it as, as a football club, like even when Arsenal, if they're, they're playing against, I don't know, fucking Dundalk or fucking, I don't know who the fuck. There's no oomph, you know, there's no oomph there. It's just going through the motions of fucking playing the shite. And that's all it is. It's absolute fucking farce. But Europa League this season is highly important to both clubs. And you can be concentrating all you want of trying to catch Spurs and four points in it and five points in it and six points in it. And hopefully I'll have ten points by fucking tomorrow night for Paddy's Day. But it means jack fucking shit. It's all about Champions League football. I think Tottenham is going to go primarily on this on the on the Europa League. Um, you're on about, oh, we're not ready for Europa League, fan. We're on the verge of being in the last fucking eight, mate. You know, we're on the verge of being in the last fucking eight. You know, fucking, as I said to you, the teams that we're in, and let's be honest with you, they're, they're not that great, like. You know, you've Man United, who are in currently at favourites, I think, on, on the bookies, and they're playing Milan. I think they're second or third favourite. And then you have them, the likes of Spurs, and we have Arsenal. So there's there's no great shakes there, like. You know, it's, 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 it's a competition where I think Arsenal could win it. Um, I think Tottenham could win it, you know, so it, it's not out of our conference, you know, uh, for both clubs. And that's why it's so paramount, uh, paramount for, for either club to go and win it. So, you know, Arsenal can 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 go on and uh, concentrate of finding two, three points above Spurs and finish ninth and Spurs finish tenth, whatever. It, it means nothing. It absolutely means nothing. It, this Europa League is so important. It's so important this year and this year alone because of the pandemic because the money's not circulating. The money's not circulating. The money's not there. The fans, the merchandise, the revenue, everything is so important because it goes into a monopoly effect in for next season. And it's the same for both fucking clubs. I cannot stress this enough. Europa League is a must for Arsenal Football Club and for Tottenham. And if, if we don't win it, lads, we can be ranting and raving here till the cows come home. It, next season because we need Champions League football next season both clubs do yeah well just to follow up on that there Johnny um, yeah no, I completely get what you're saying about Champions League but that's like the holy grail that's where everyone wants to be but but again to, to, to take the point of you know we're in the middle of a pandemic um, as Sam said in the chat there every penny counts so look you know you're saying that you know those three points mean fuck off for Arsenal but it's three points and a, a, a little step. Okay, we haven't moved in our league position, but it's a little step closer to catching teams. And if we can even get Europa League, as we said, every penny counts in a pandemic. So look, Europa League, whether you want to be there or not, is better than not qualifying for Europa League because it, it's it's not got the same you know revenue generated as Champions League, but it's still better than you know this new Europa Conference League and no European football at all. So. Even if you can get Europa League football for next season, it, it helps. It definitely helps. But uh, just kind of going back to the game again, and this is going to be another one that uh, sparks plenty of debate between the lot of us. Uh, Farhan, I want to get your thoughts on Lamella and the decision for the red card, the, the two yellows ultimately leading to the red. 
and then we might as well go from that I'll, I'll kind of get everyone's opinion and we go from that into you know what unfolded from that red card you know arsenal two one up roughly 15 minutes plus plus stoppage time to go spurs down to 10 men surely you know this is arsenal's opportunity to go on and comfortably will win the game now it was anything but so look give me your thoughts on uh, the penalty decision and then kind of what unfolded for the last 10 15 minutes Look, there's a there's there's a lot of things I want to call Lamella. There's a lot of things that I want to talk about Lamella, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be the bigger man, and uh, well, the boys aren't here, so I think it might be we're in we're in a, we're in a good safe space to talk about Lamella. Uh, look, if he was if he was playing at Arsenal and he and he played with that type of attitude, fair enough. But ultimately, he's a prick. <laughs> we know that, right? Um, and. You know, you know exactly what he wanted to do the moment he came on. The first two minutes, uh, words exchanging between him and Shaka, you knew what his intentions were. He was trying to get players, uh, draw players into some sort of argument, fight. It's an North London derby. You know, he knew exactly what he was doing. When he scored that worldie of a goal uh, and looked fair play to him, it was a great goal. It got to his head a bit. It, it, it got to his head a bit because the rem- remainder of the game, he played of arrogance. He was putting in fouls left, right, centre, and he should have been sent off a lot long ago, in my opinion. Um, I think Hoybjerg should have been booked a couple, uh, at least. He, sh- he should have even been um, sent off with a, with a number of uh, opportunities that the ref was giving him. And you could tell it was one of those game. It was one of those games where the ref was slide a little bit because he knew it was an North London derby. But any other game, Hoybjerg and Lamella. Um, should have got multiple yellow cards. So that he deserved it. He got what was coming to him, Lamella. He knew what he was doing. He was playing a risky game and it didn't pay off. Following the red card, this is where you expect them to explode. Because for the 75 minutes of that game, we were all over them. Absolutely from top to bottom, all over them, playing our football. And I said this before the game. It was going to be a perfect match where we were how far Arsenal have come with Arteta and with the time at Arsenal, this was the perfect game to see how, how far these boys have come. And what I saw is a progressing football side. Forget about what the league table shows, whether we're 11 games. We can go back to those 10 or 11 games and we can talk about what happened in those games and why ultimately we lost them. But what I'm seeing on the football pitch throughout the 90 minutes of a game is Arsenal playing good football and dominating their opponents. And it happened against Spurs. And look, you could have taken a point out of us. Uh, you could have taken a point from that game and two points off us. Ultimately, that would have been us granting you those two uh, that point and take two points off us. We'd be having a totally different discussion right now about why is it Arsenal that Arsenal constantly shoot themselves in the foot. Um but all I can try and ex- a type of explanation as to why Arsenal do this to themselves, it's a mentality thing. They've got a new manager, they've got a, a new system. Obviously, not used to getting the right players to play. I have the best out of every single one of them. And by doing so, ultimately, errors. Uh, almost, you know, we, 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 you, you almost got a goal of us and of Harry Kane hitting the post, but ultimately Gabriel there to save us on the line, uh, not being able to string passes together. Um, so I mean, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't find any other explanation other than it is a reality thing, and these boys are the group of our group of 
boys that strike me to be a type of team who learn from match experiences. You can train for as long as you want. You can teach them as many tactics as possible. But unless you're playing the real deal, the real game for 90 minutes, you're not going to be able to learn from uh, whatever you're whatever you're being taught on the training pitch. So I, I do believe that mistakes will continue to come. Arsenal and whether it be David Luiz, whether it be Shaka, whether it, whoever it might be, will make mistakes, but they will learn from those mistakes. And they will... We were disciplined. Be very, we were defensively very, very strong and we didn't hope that you crossed that bridge. Uh, with the remaining 10 games, boys have learned from us or not. But what I saw was a pressing football team. And I can't say the same about Spurs. Yeah, look, uh, well, just uh, apologies for uh, the poor connection. Uh, I know I'm having some issues on my side. You know, Farhan, you're having a bit of trouble. So uh, just apologies to anyone who's watching. We're a little bit all over the place. We're a little bit like Spurs here tonight. We're a bit all over the shop. Don't quite know, know what's going on. But uh, <laughs> sorry, boy, sorry. But uh, yeah, look, just to just to kind of follow on to that. Um, yeah, look, this this is our Arsenal's problems all over, and and Spurs were the ones who experienced it a little bit the other day. You know, we had this against Burnley in that one-all draw. We were absolutely not in that game outside of the first couple of minutes when we took the lead. It took us to about eighty-one minutes before we decided, you know, it's time to actually play a bit of football. It was a bit too little, too late. And, and you know, unfortunately, from a, a Spurs point of view, it was it was the exact same problem that they had. But uh, again, Albert, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you in now. Uh, just again, quickly, your thoughts on the red card and uh, what the hell happened there the last 10, 15 minutes with Arsenal? Yeah, like I said, in terms of what happened with Arsenal, it was it, you know we've there's been many games this season where. Um, the mistakes have cost us and it's been self-inflicted. So I think that did play on their mind, to be honest with you, going into that last 10, 15 minutes. Because like I said before earlier, if that game was 1-1, I don't think you get that. You don't get that, that 10, 15 minute performance from Tottenham. I, don't, I, just, I just don't think you do because that's just, that's Marino all over. But in terms of the sending off, 100%, bro. It could have come a lot earlier. Like like Farhan said, when he came on, he knew what he was doing, man. He went for he went, he's on Xhaka's case straight away. Then he put in a cut, then he done a couple incidents with David Luiz. Then he moved on to a couple other Arsenal players. And, and he deserved to get sent off. I don't know what they're complaining about, to be honest with you. And as for Harry Kane, I think he must be related to Mike Riley. Like how they've has he not how's Michael Oliver not seen that? Like I, I, that's to me it's a blatant yellow card that he doesn't nothing happens. This guy must have nudes on the FA or someone at the PGM because it, it to me it doesn't make any sense. Like he gets away with it time and time and time again. He's the FA's golden child, man. Like nothing's gonna happen to him. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening, but yeah, we're Arsenal, man. Um to be honest, when we went to when we two one up, I think we could have got the third and the fourth, mate. If we if Arsenal really if Arsenal really applied applied any pressure to it, we could have. Because you think about it, if the Tottenham guys are shaking their heads, right? But if you're losing the game 2-1 and you've got 10, 15 minutes to go, of course you've got to come out and play. So what that means is you're going to be hit on the counter-attack. So of course we could have finished the game 3-4-1. It's always obvious to see that. But um, yeah, thoroughly deserved, man. And 
if they're honest, they're not going to admit it, but 2-1 did flatter them. They can't sit here on this panel. They can't sit on this podcast and say they deserve to get something out of that game. They must be living in Kakuku land. What part of that game do they feel that they should have got something? You have to look at your manager for that. When you got Mourinho, I want to, I want to touch on earlier about Mourinho quickly before I come back to you, Anthony. When he got sacked by Manchester United, right? I said, if he gets a job in the Premier League again, if he's willing to adapt his coaching methods and style by at least 10%, maybe he's got a slight chance of being a progressive manager. But because he's too arrogant and too stubborn, he's never going to do that. He's, he's To me, why I look at it with Mourinho, he's living in the past thinking, you know what, he probably sits at home in his, I don't know, probably he's got a home or hotel in Chigwell, who knows where it is, but he probably think, you know what, I'm a Champions League winner. You know, yeah, you know, Pep and Guardiola, you know, you know, they're good managers, but you know what? I'm a Champions League winner. I'm telling you the guy sits there and thinks that because that is why you see the tactics you see at Tottenham. United, I've got a lot of United fans that said they warned Tottenham fans, this is going to happen because the style of football was terrible. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys cope with it. When you, thought, when you saw that game, when you saw that game, the, I know it's the first game of the season and you can shake your heads. When you played Everton, that's a reflection to me of what you see now. Yes, you picked up a little bit of momentum. You won a few games. You know, Gareth Bale wasn't playing golf at Carnoustie or Sandwich. He was, you know, he's playing decent football at Tottenham. But if, you, if you're being honest, honest, really, really honest, you've got a cup fan to look forward to. Yes, of course you have. But the football, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, listen, if you're happy with that, fair play, man. Yeah, well, that's it. As we always refer to Mourinho, it's uh, when he was linked with the Arsenal job. It, it was one of those yeah, like, do you, do you sell your soul to the devil for you know a, a bit of a quick fix? And you know, th there's there's a right way of doing things, and look, that's that's not the way I I want things done. I would rather this roundabout, long way process with Arteta. You know, if it means. If it means the football is is gonna be what we saw for look, I, I give I, I'll be fair. Anthony, ask, ask the two guys, the Tottenham guys. Someone put it in the chat earlier. I think it was Sophie. What did what did they honestly make of Mourinho since he's been there? We 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 let them in. We let them have a go. What, what what's what's right, the verdict from Mourinho, lads? What's the verdict? Look, look at in all fairness, like Josie Mourinho when he got appointed as Tottenham manager, he came into the category of George Graham. You know, the heart and head were thinking differently. You know, you can go answer about the long roundabout way and all this fucking shite. We, we've did that. Like, you know, we had Pochettino for five and a half years. We won absolutely nothing. We tried that with Villas Boas. We won absolutely nothing. You know, you were on about uh, Albert there, about fucking Jose Mourinho at United, and he failed it. Oh, listen, man, United has failed and man, pre war in Tottenham. Oh, bear no, mind. I, I didn't, say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He did say that. More, say that. You more or less. You more or less said it. What I said is, if he's willing, if he's willing to adapt his coaching methods, he might have a chance. But because he's too arrogant and too stubborn, he's going to bring that to top. Okay. 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 Hold, hold on. All right. Okay. Arrogant and, and this kind of thing. Right. When when Alex Ferguson left, to this day. Jose Mourinho was the only Man United manager that brought Man United the, the highest league finish, second in the league. He was there for two and a half seasons, and he won them three pieces of silver. Exactly. In them four, in in that time of of uh, David Moyes, Van Gaal, uh, Ryan Giggs, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, 
the four of them combined have only won one cup to his three. He was Thank only at the club for two. He was only at the club for two and a half seasons. So for Man United fans to say he failed, have a look, son. What has Ole Gunnar Solskjaer won? What has David Moyes, Ryan Giggs, Louis Van Gaal? The four of them combined only won one trophy. Josie's won three. He was sacked. He was sacked when United were sixth. They sacked him. Into the season, they finished sixth. How many years have the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and what has he won to date? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, so Man United fans can go on and, and talk about, oh, fucking, you know, um, Borden football. But Borden football won them three trophies. Borden football won the, uh, put them to the highest league finish since Alex Ferguson. You know, you can go on about his, his, his football being outdated, but you cannot take away from a man. Regardless of what club he was at, and if he left Tottenham in the morning, he went to Arsenal. The man's a winner. He's just a winner. He's 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 won everything. Any manager then goes to three fucking countries and win Champions League. You know, hats off to him. You know, he came to Tottenham, and we can all see what he was trying to do with with, with Spurs. You know, it was blatantly obvious. He was trying to set up a good counter attack team. He was trying to make us structurally solid, and we went through a spell where it was sort of working, but. Reality was it was only covering over the cracks because our back line was brittle. You know, we go back to the two center halves, we go back to the right back. Holgenberg has been unbelievable since he came to Tottenham. Now, bear in mind, in two games, the guy was shy. He was shy against Arsenal and he was shy against Everton. But you take them away, the guy has been solid all season. He has been solid all season. Um, but, you know, players can't have bad games. Players can't have bad games. But... When Josie Josie tried this way, his way, and it was working, and, and it fell apart because of his back line, then he knew. He said, look, I can't play the way that I want to play because I haven't got the players I can trust. Then he asked, Then he looked up at, at the head of the spear, and he's seen Harry Kane and Song and Bale and whoever, Mora, and then he rolled the dice. He rolled the dice for the last six or seven weeks. He totally... So what that says to me of a guy that was defensive structurally has totally changed the whole course. Um, of, of making Tottenham attacking, and he's did that for the last six or seven weeks. That doesn't come across as a guy that's arrogant and is up his own fucking hole. It doesn't, like, because you know, he could have went to Arsenal and he could have swamped that midfield and packed it and be bored and, and draw it in a little game. But he started with the four up top, like I said, he would. And uh, but his his back line let him down, like Matt Darty, like Jesus Christ, like that guy should be nowhere in the Premier League. Like, you know, he was being one of the worst signings that. Any club that's made this year. I, I, I cannot, I honestly cannot think of a worse signing, to be honest with you, for, from any club in the league uh, than Spurs signing Matt Darley. He's been absolutely diabolical. And as I said to you, you need, you need, you need, the, you need the wing backs. You have to have pace. You know, we need another regular long uh, as, as a right back, like, you know. But going back to it again, I think Jose Marino, I think he's he will come under the, the George Graham category. I think a lot of fans will say heart and head will, will speak differently about him. A lot of fans don't like him at Tottenham, but there is fans that do. There is fans like myself knows that we, we, we've gone down every fucking road that you can go down in with the next promise and so-and-so, and it hasn't materialised for us. So this is our last chance alone for us as well, because like when we sack, if Josie gets sacked, say, by the end of the season, right, What's going next? The next up and coming manager, Elsie Big Manager, or Brendan Rogers, or you know, like it's it just going to keep going round and round. This is Tottenham's first time we've actually got a manager 
who has a highly, highly impressive CV. And, and if the, the length that I be alive in this planet, we will never get another CV that will match up to Josie's. Now, it all comes down for Josie for one game or one game only, and that's Man City. If Josie beats Man City, he will secure his status as a Tottenham manager. But if Tottenham lose against Man City, I think he's coming to the end of the road. I really do. But I go back to you again and, and I stress this enough. If, if Tottenham sack Jose Mourinho at the end of the season, we'll have to pay the guy £15 million because we have another year with him. We look, say, at Brendan Rodgers. We'll probably have to give Leicester compensation package, another five ten million. Then we've got to talk about his wages. So you could be up and about because of £30 million there straight away before Spurs even contemplate about getting a player. So, you know, it, it's all right for fans to be saying, oh, sack Jose because he lost to Arsenal. Like, you know, it's we lost to Arsenal because our back line wasn't great. You know, our back line wasn't great. And you can go on all you want, Albert, about fucking, um, you think there was a penalty and, and all this. But the, the Premier League is getting a bit too soft. It is getting a bit too soft. I think the Lamella, I think Lamella, He's he's a dirty sort of a player, let's be fair. Like, you know, he's he's got that in him, like, you know, but it was too soft. It was too soft off the Sinton off personally for me. And you know, and, and I wish it happened to an Arsenal fan uh, player because I would have said the same thing. I don't like seeing players going down. I don't like hey, seeing hey, players going Danny, down. Danny, we we had much softer red cards. You did. You, you, did, you, did you, you did you did you did lads. You did lads. And I totally I totally agree with you. And I, I'm not and don't get me wrong here, lads, I'm not fucking pointing fucking holes or any of this kind of plava. I'm just saying in general as a whole, I hate seeing players going down to lifeline. You were telling me that Tierney couldn't stand up and take that fight. It was only a whiff, man. It was an absolute whiff. And, you know, it, it, it was too soft. And I, for the Premier League, really, like, you know, you don't want to make things too soft. Like, you don't want to have boys fucking falling over, rolling down over a sneeze. Like, you don't want to be giving away penalties every fucking week. Like, like how many penalties have Man United got this season? Like Bruno Fernandes, I never seen a, a, a Premier League player. This in the years I've been watching football, has got more goals from penalties than Bruno Fernandes. You know, like, you know, there has to be some sort of structure in the league where you know you need to get rid of the softness. Like you know, Tierney should have been booked for falling and rolling around the ground because let's be honest, like none of us would have fell. None of us would have, and okay, Tierney would have been. Tierney yeah, would have fell. I just want to say to uh, Albert there, uh, like, like you made two statements there. You said uh, Arsenal should have won three or four one. We were down to ten men, and oh, you still yeah. couldn't score a goal. We actually battered you in the last fifteen minutes. How can you say? Second of all, hold on. Second of all, you're on about Mourinho. Yeah, he was a Serie Cup winner, right? You, you, you're dissing Mourinho when you have Arteta, who was only um, and polishing Pep Guardiola's boots there last year. He's a water boy. Arteta should be painting white lines on the pitch. Arteta can even be a manager. He's repeating white lines on the pitch. He's absolutely useless. And for 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 Gunner ninety six there, I'm sorry about your Wi-Fi. But if you go up to your tabs, if you X out of a, a disillusioned uh, Arsenal fan and, uh, and and Babe Station Red Hot Grannies, you might get a. a, a <laughs> Can I can I quickly just just say something yeah. on that, right? Just just real quick, and Albert, I'll let you take on. Um, like I just want to say, like the, the whole argument from the, from the sports fans tonight has been, we battered you for ten minutes. We battered you for ten minutes. 
What about the previous 80 minutes when we absolutely walked all over you? 10 minutes doesn't win a football game, guys. You, you're, you're completely... Oh, look, hands up. You, you outplayed us. You dominated. You were all over us. It was a backs-to-the-wall job for 10 minutes. What about the other 80? Like, don't forget, it's a 90-minute game, yeah? Like, 10 minutes. Yeah, you can have your 10 minutes. You, you can make your DVD. You can include the, the Lamella goal and the 10 minutes of fantastic football you played. The almost Harry Kane equalizer when he hit the post. Tell you, you can probably stretch it out to 15 minutes with a with a bit of a Mourinho interview in it as well. You can include a, a Carabao Cup runners-up key ring with it. Whatever you want to do to make that money. But lads, it's a 90-minute game. And for at least 80 minutes, we were by far the most dominant side in that game. So look, I give you props for your 10 minutes, but don't disregard our 80 minutes. So Albert, over to you. Yeah, what I would say is I don't know. You're saying about oh, I'm saying about it should have, we had we should have been three or four one, but like you saw the game yourself, you saw that we hit the post and the crossbar. So are you disputing the fact that that never happened, or I, I don't I don't really get that. But um, the Mourinho thing, I like I don't I didn't really hear your point as as to what you thought about him at Tottenham. But yeah, you talk about the Man United thing. Yes, but Man United are a massive club who have a tradition of winning trophies. That you can't compare that to you know, in coming to a club that hasn't won an FA Cup since 1991. You haven't won the trophy since 2008. So what, what's the comparison? I don't really understand that. That's what I would say. Arteta has won an FA Cup and whatever way you feel about it, he won, he won a community shield, yeah. Exactly. You, way, can't make, you can't make the comparison with Marino and Arteta. That's just crazy. Talk. Whatever whatever your thoughts are about a community shield, look, Technically, still counts as silverware. So, in, in what six months as as a manager, as, as a coach, he only became manager this season. Yeah. He already won more in Spurs in God knows what thirteen years, as Aiden says there. But lads, look, I'm uh, I'm gonna we're we're gonna get to the end of it now because we're nearly an hour and a half in. So, look, I literally just want to finish up with I just want to get predictions on from everyone where you think the sides are gonna end up at the end of the season. So, Albert, look, I, I'll start with you since you're beside me. Where do you think? Uh, I'm not going to ask you where Arsenal are going to finish. Spurs are going to finish. Which one is going to finish above the other? That's what I want to know. Arsenal or Spurs? Who's going to finish higher? God, how long? How long's a piece of string, man? Um, <laughs> could be. It could be anything. Toss a coin, man. It's, I could say Arsenal. It might happen. Could happen. You know what? Who knows? I don't. I have no idea. That's my honest answer. No idea. No problem, no problem. Look, Johnny, um, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Well, go on, we'll let you go. Lucas, 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 Lucas. Arsenal, Tottenham, honestly, lads, joking aside, like, but the league, don't even bother looking at it. It's all about Europa League for both clubs. It bears no significance to me if Arsenal finish a, a, a league position higher than Spurs. It's all about Europa League. And go back again to Jose Marino, is that you know, with Jose, like, we have a manager that's capable of doing something good with our club. Um, and I know some fans will disagree with me on what I'm saying, but it all boils down to Tottenham against Man City. If he beats Man City, you know, people will have to say, well, look, fucking hell, Pochettino couldn't win. You know, 
and, and I go back again to the Carbrook Cup. I'm not a big fan of the Carbrook Cup. I'm not a fan of the Europa League. But I also know for Tottenham, we haven't won a trophy as that, but clearly pointed out since 2008. Um, but if we win that, it could elevate our players on to maybe something much more, you know. Um, I honestly think that Tottenham will win two trophies come the end of the season. I think we will beat Man City. I think Josie knows he's a, he, Josie's a serial winner. He's an absolute serial winner. He doesn't lose many finals. And I would have no fear of Man City at all. And I would look closely in that I mean, no one really that would bother us too much when Tottenham are playing. And I can confidently say and predictably say that if Tottenham played Arsenal over a two-leg tie, there's only one winner, and that's Tottenham. And I make I make a bet with you, lads. I make a bet with you, right? I make a bet with you, right? If Tottenham play Arsenal in the Europa League, right? If Arsenal win out of the two legs, I will wear an Arsenal jersey. But if Tottenham win out of the two leagues, ye boys have to wear a Tottenham jersey. Is that a bet? I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy. I think over, over two legs. Definitely. Over two legs, yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. A, it's not about... It's not about. It's not about like don't get me wrong. It's not about Tottenham. We we played at Tottenham and and, and uh, we won two 0 and then we went to Arsenal at year ground. We lost. You know this is over the two course course over the two legs. Whoever goes yeah. through, that's I, that's I, the bet. I I take that bet. I take that bet. Um, are y'all guns? Gunner ninety six. There's more chance of me wearing a Millwall shirt than bloody Tottenham shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Over two legs, over two legs, you won't be wearing a sports shirt. Nah, listen, I'm not, there is no way in hell, after watching the game, there is no way in hell you can beat us over two legs. They can't beat us over one leg. They can't beat us in, 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 the, in the course of 90 minutes. This is the issue right now. This is the issue. The issue is Tottenham Hotspurs are desperate to win a trophy. <laughs> I understand that. Having not won a trophy for so long, I get it. I get the mentality. Once upon a time, Arsenal were heading towards that direction and then we won an FA Cup and then we won another one and then we won another one because we're serial winners. We know how to win. And that's why Arsenal will never, 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 ever, ever seat that low to, um, to, to, to bring someone in like Jose Mourinho. It will never happen. And that's why you guys need to be worried because if you think that you go to the, to the League Cup final and play this Man City side I'm watching right now and think that you can play the style of football that you played against us, you can only play one style of football and that's all guns blazing. And if you think that playing all-out attack against City, you're going to get anything out of it, boy, it's going to be a very, very difficult afternoon for you, boys. Look, I, I wish you the best of luck. And I really do. Because I feel sorry for Tottenham right now. I have to say, it's going to be a tough old season for you. From going fr going from we we've won the league to now potentially finishing, you could be finishing 10th. Because the, the, the last 10 fixtures for you, boys, isn't looking very good. You still need to play United. You still need to play Everton. You still need to play Leicester. So you still need to play Wolves and Villa. It's not looking very good. Whereas on the other hand, Arsenal's fixtures are looking a little bit brighter. We're playing five teams above us, five teams below us. And on our day, we can beat anyone, absolutely anyone. I just can't say the same for Tottenham. I can't see beating anyone on your best day. Because on your best day, you could score four like you did against Everton in the FA Cup and concede five. Um, and unfortunately, Arsenal's done that way. We're, we're a team going forward and we're a team that are getting better every game. <laughs> 
And uh, b- before we start wrapping up, I'm going to let Pat have final say there. What's on your mind, Pat? Right, you're on this. Uh, right, this. I'm about, uh, I'm about this. Arteta being a serial winner. He's won uh, a Mickey Mouse Cup. No, he, he said it's Arsenal are serial winners. It's not the Premier League. It's Cutie Shield and I pick up two Mickey Mouse Cups, okay? And you're saying, uh, I'm about this and Mourinho, wouldn't take Mourinho. Um, he, he took a water boy in Arteta, as I said, who should be cleaning the toilets in the in the Emirates empty stadium. Um, he's, uh, I, won't, I won't admit he's a good manager because he's absolutely useless. And trust the process. Trust me losing uh, a load more games, uh, uh, staying 10th in the league. And you're on about the Europa League. If we meet uh, Arsenal Europa League, you're on about changing shirts. Um, I see Albert won't do that. He's like Sulz. He just runs away from a uh, confrontation. He won't. He won't do any challenges. I just so, said I'd rather wear, wear a mere wool shirt. That's not running away from confrontation, mate. Trust me. Oh no, <laughs> Albert. up the game here, okay? Right, if Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Spurs. If Arsenal beat Spurs in Europa League, I'm going to do an ice bucket challenge. I'm going to down two pints of Guinness off the head and I'm going to wear an Arsenal jersey. That's how brave Spurs people are because, because you're on about Harry Kane um, shouldering your Arsenal players because you're like little ballerinas, uh, Arsenal fans and the Arsenal players. You're two soft guys. Harden up, win a few games, win a few trophies, aren't Mickey Mouse Cups. Um, Spurs are going to win the, the Europa League, the Carabao Cup, and next year the Premier League and Champions League. Talking about, Mickey Mouse, talk about Mickey Mouse Cups and you're starting with the Carabao <laughs> Cup and the Europa League. Gary, Gary Lineker was playing. I mean, let's, anyway. let's not forget about the Audi Cup. Let's not forget about yeah. the Audi Cup. <laughs> the Audi Cup. <laughs> I, I still well, forget well, the celebration. Before, before we go any further, is anybody going to take take us up on this bet? Because you're all yeah, showing your mouth up. Yeah, huh? I'll, I'll, take, I'll take you up on Albert, that one. Yes, yes or no? 100%. Ain't wear no bloody Tottenham shirt, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gareth Blows, yeah. Good on 96. You're going to take the best. Nah, nah, nah. You, I mean, look. Oh, look man. You're not going to be able to do that. That shows you the mentality. You're not going to be able to do that. That shows you the mentality. You're not brave enough to take on the best. For fuck's sake. For an hour and 23 minutes, you're going to get a fucking chip. And then we're going to interrupt you for a bit. You couldn't fucking take it. Ah, for a chicken, on a, a chicken on a beach Guys, ball. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, hey, chicken hey, on a beach ball. Ask your missus for a tap on, guys. You lead them. You lead them. <laughs> Fucking hell. Aren't you wussies, man? Come on. Take the bet. Hey, I, I said I'll I, I take you up on that because I, I'm 100% confident over, over two legs. If we got sport, hey, do you know what? Zagreb will probably come back and knock his out in the next game. Anyway, we won't even have to worry about it. It'll be all good. But, uh, uh, yeah. Beer talk, beer talk. That's all it is, is fucking beer talk. I'm telling you, boys, you mark my words. And you can play this back video over a hundred fucking times. Josie Marino's going to win the Europa League. You wait and you see. Josie Marino's going to win the Europa League. And I guarantee you, and I said it before, Arteta, he's only a novice. He's an absolute novice. And you boys can go off and on your jollies that you bet Tottenham and all this kind of fucking plava. But bear in mind, you were very lucky. You were very, very lucky to beat Tottenham. Harry Kane hit that post. Harry Kane got a goal. Gabriel, he had to have a neck on him like a fucking giraffe to fucking block out that ball that was destined for a goal. You boys were very lucky. And we, we came to Emirates with a very underpowered Tottenham team. We didn't play fucking great for the first 45 minutes. I totally agree with Albert. I think fucking um, we were awful. 
and it, the 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 equaliser before half time was crucial. It wasn't a it wasn't a penalty. It was nowhere near a penalty. Uh, as for Tierney, my God, and mighty man, that guy has some serious issues. Like if he's falling down and rolling round just from a little touch, like it's an absolute disgrace. Like, and I go back to this again, and I'm not just saying because it's Tottenham Arsenal. But I think I think the Premier League needs to toughen up a little bit more. I think you you, you should be. Apologies, I'm going to stop you right there. If that Premier League toughens up anymore, Harry Kane is going to get a lifelong ban for falling over and being a, the biggest pussy in the entire... Being the dirtiest cunt in the Premier League and the biggest diving pussy in the Premier League. So if you want your talisman and best player, top goal scorer, to get a fucking lifelong ban, yeah, go for it, lads. Go for Anthony, it. You, Anthony, you, I do agree, Anthony, I do agree with Johnny about Reno winning the Europa League. Just <laughs> not, Just not a Tottenham manager. <laughs> oh yeah, funny fucker! <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I see you got a fucking listen to you already. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. But lads, look, we let look. We're uh, we're nearly an hour and forty in, and look, it, it this is it has been good, lads. It has been good. Look, I, I give you, I give props to the lads, Johnny, Pat. Look, as I said earlier. Big respect. You, you came back. You took it on the chin. You, you, you showed up, and and you've given a socks here tonight. Like, let's be fair. Uh, look, the Irish, the gift of the gab, we're, we're the biggest shy talkers you can get. But lads, I do appreciate just coming on. And look, aside from being Spurs fans, massive, massive respect to both of you. You're in amongst the shy talk. Shy talk aside, you, you're, you're our sound lads, and. Uh, I do appreciate you coming back on, but uh, we're, we're going to wrap it up. Just say one thing. Yeah, right Man, before you wrap it up. Uh, to be honest with you, lads, joking and banding aside, absolutely enjoyed tonight. It was great fucking crack. Albert, you seem like a top lad. Gunner 96. I hope to God we can all meet one day in the pub and have a fucking pint and a bit of fucking crack. Rivalry aside, lads. Top lads. Enjoy the bands tonight. And anytime you want me to come back again for a laugh or a crack, no problem. Yeah, and same as um, um, Albert and, and Farhan, I have great respect to you. I know Farhan was on last time. He, he knows what the Chuckle Brothers are like, me and Johnny. But uh, um, uh, um, Albert, fair play to you. Um, the, the, the better team won. Farhan, same thing. And uh, love from Ireland, whatever. You're great guys. No, cheers, boys. Jose is going to win the Europa League. <laughs> Jose is going to win the Europa League. Ole, 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 ole. I think he's going back to Porto. I think I had done really Come on, the Spurs. So, boys, just before we just before I wrap it up, um, Pat and Johnny, I know you don't currently have channels. Hopefully, this might spur you on. No pun intended that you might set up your own channel uh, at some stage. So, Unfortunately, I, I can't get you to give yourselves a shout-out, but look, shout-out from us for, for being a great sport and coming on. Albert, I want I want you to give a, a shout-out. Please let everybody know where they can check out your content. It's because Albert, like Farhan, one of the, the best content channels out there for, for all things Arsenal. So, so let the people know where they can find your stuff. Yeah, now, fair play to the boys for coming on because I've, I've got a lot of Liverpool mates, right? Those guys do a very good job of hiding. Trust me. No, they do, man. No, no, Liverpool fans, they're different. They're a different breed, man. They hide very, very well, mate. But um, no, big shout out to the Tottenham lads, man. But um, yeah, Albert JTV, easy to find. Um, Twitter handle at AUMO57. Come and subscribe, people. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And Farhan as well, the resident therapist, as we like to call him. Let the people know where we can find your content. Yeah, man. Listen, big respect to the lads. Like you said, um, Pat and Johnny. Um, listen, I can't. You know, in the past, I found it difficult to sit down and have a chat with Tottenham lads, or you know, if I'm walking past one of them, a bit of a funny look and all that. But look, I've really enjoyed it um tonight you guys have been top lads and it's been refreshing talking to you you know banter aside you guys seem like top lads so thank you for coming on and thank you for uh taking a defeat like men uh, on the chin um you can find me on youtube as well as albert I, I um post arsenal content as much as i can i try and post a bit of content every single day um talking about the best club in london forget about north london the best club in london <laughs> Find me. <laughs> you can find me on YouTube since '96. You can find me on Twitter as well, Gunner since '96. Don't be afraid to kind of chat with me, and I won't bite my head off unless you're a Tottenham fan. Gunner '96. What kind of hash are you smoking with? Is it dip with LSD? <laughs> <laughs> you might need some. You might need some at the end of the season. Cheers, <laughs> I'm. Hey, well, what, what kind of hash were you lads smoking when you decided to stick on a Spurs jersey for the first time? Like, that's that's the real question. Oh, well, lads, like, like I said, look, massive thanks to, to, to everyone who came on. Albert, Johnny, Farhan, Pat, massive respect to the lads. Look, it is what it is. It's it's a massive rivalry. But at the end of the day, look, no love lost. It's all banter. So big, big respect. Big shout out to everybody who uh, tuned in to watch them sure they they had a good laugh at our expense uh, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of content out there for people to keep people talking but uh yeah look lads as always really really appreciate really appreciate everyone that did watch remember to like and subscribe to the channel and look we'll be back again tomorrow night and i have a uh, slightly more mellow guests on tomorrow i have uh, olympiacos fans and uh, souls is back as well so souls will be back bringing bringing the fire tomorrow so eight o'clock tomorrow We'll have the Olympiacos guys on. Uh, it might be slightly less, slightly less banter than we got from uh, these mouthy Spurs lads. But uh, yeah, do check it out. So thanks as always for watching. <laughs> See you later. Man. Hey, come on, you Gunners, North London. Come on, you Gunners. Just on, you Gunners. Radio. <laughs>